We love talking to Laura Casey, L-A-R-A Casey. She's with Cultivate What Matters. We like to talk to her about goal setting. We call her our pep talk gal. And we thought we'd talk about summer stuff. And I know you're a mom and I know that summer can be kind of crazy for moms and dads too. I mean, there's so much structure during the school year. And then I feel like it's summer, just everything just hangs loose. And that stresses some people out because they're like, okay, how do I keep my family on track? So what's kind of your advice on, you know, living a meaningful and purposeful summer and still having fun? Yes. One of my um, good friends, Sally Clarkson, she talks a lot about having anchors in your day. And that's really what we're holding on to this summer is having anchors in our day, like a time of prayer with the family in the morning, um, bedtime, story time, like different things that build in a little bit of expectation and structure for the kids, but also give us the freedom to just go with the flow and have adventures during the day. And then we're also having anchors of different activities during, uh, during the months. So instead of planning out our days to a T, um, we have things like we're going to go to the park this day or Monday is called Make It Monday and we're going to do a craft. So we have a little bit of a looser rhythm, but still some anchors. It's really good. Are you good with this, Lindsay? Because I know historically you've been very much pack it in when it comes I to summer. I am a packer. I make a list. But last year I didn't do some of the things and I felt so bad about it. And so I don't want to feel bad about it. I kind of just want to go with the flow. But That's very good. Um, Laura Casey, I was going to ask you about you know spiritual goals. You talked about you know, financial and to some degree, everything has a spiritual component. But we hear from a lot of people that say they want to grow with God. How can they make goals in that regard? Well, specifically for the summer, I think it's a great time to grow in community. It's a time where in most climates we can get outside and um, we can have barbecues and picnics and different types of fellowship with people. And so I think it's a really great time to open up the doors of communication with people and use that as a time to grow your faith. And a lot of times people feel very intimidated by the idea of growing in community. Like, what if I get rejected? What if it doesn't work? And I think the thing that helps me with that is to remember it's not about me. You never know how much that person at the grocery store needs a smile from you or a hello or where that will lead. That's good. Yeah, that's good. It reminds me too of like the summer is just such a good time for interacting with your neighbors. Yeah. I mean, it seems like we're all inside all winter long, especially here in uh, central Illinois and Indiana. And like last night I talked to my neighbor standing there in the driveway for a long time just because we're all out. How would you suggest that people really try to love their neighbor, interact with their neighbor now that we get to be outside more? I think it's just what you said. It's like the act of even just being outside and allowing your lives to intersect a little bit more and extending an invitation. Many times we think we'll just wait for the invitations to come to us, (laughs) (laughs) but we really have to step out and be the invitation. And I also think we complicate things. I know I do this where I think, okay, if I'm going to have people over, it's got to be this big shindig. But maybe it's just a simple thing of, hey, do you want to come over for a cup of tea on the front porch? Yeah. Do you want to come and do some sparklers with us in the front yard for 4th of July? Something really simple can open up some good conversation. That's really good. Really I know good. why you two like each other I so know, much. You have, I the, know. you have the same initials. <laughs> oh, You're yeah, right. I'll I see. Like it. I like it. <laughs> thank you so much. Jonathan, do you have anything else? Nope, that's it. Okay, I'm done too. Laura, thank you so much. We love having you on, and we hope that you have a really wonderful summer. Oh, same to you guys. Thank Thanks, you. Laura. Have a good day. Bye. Bye-bye. Well, DNA has really improved our lives, don't you think? Well, it gave us life. That's true. DNA. It basically is it. It is our life. If you think about it. You know that story from America's Got Talent a couple weeks ago? A guy that was wrongly incarcerated for so many years 
and they just ran a quick DNA test, and they let him out after 35 years of wrongful imprisonment. Why did they wait to do that until after? Right. I don't know. Exactly Let's not right. get into that. So that's like a deep reason why DNA has really improved our lives. Yeah. Uh, a, a maybe less important reason would be, you know, all the 23andMe stuff. You had this done. Oh, right? yeah. So you spit into a thing and then you mail it off. Yeah. Mail your spit off to the scientists and then they test it and they tell you who you are. Like, Seems like you could just send in a little clip of your hair. Yeah. Rather than to have to I don't to, want to uh, cut spit. my hair. But anyway, then you found out that you were, what was it again? Welsh? Or? Welsh. Yeah, Welsh. Which I did know. I was hoping to be like, you know, from Spain or something. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know what? Now they're saying that, well, if we're going to just do all the DNA tests on ourselves, because we're so, you know, I guess, I mean, who isn't fascinated with We're themselves? into ourselves quite a bit. And so now they're saying, well, okay, uh, you can run a DNA test on yourself and find out why you like carbohydrates so much. Oh, really? Uh, DNA analysis, according to a company that'll sell you all kinds of stuff. Mm -hmm. They say that 45% of people out there your, you know, your genes, mm -hmm. genetics, you need high carbohydrate intake. Really? Where 47% need moderate, and only 8% of the people out there should be eating low carb. Wow. And it sounds to me like, um, so basically it's the same kind of thing you sent, like if you already got your 23andMe results, mm -hmm. you send it into these beloved people, and they will run an incredible nutrition analysis on your genetics and find out exactly what you're supposed to be eating or whatever. This is interesting because a lot of people are into the keto thing, the low carb. But you're saying that only really 8% of people need to be into keto diet. Yeah, so you can you can do this thing and then basically it'll say, oh, well, if you have hard times cutting out the carbohydrates in your life, yeah. cutting out the bread and the potatoes uh -huh. and whatever else... Well, it's because of your genetics, and you really shouldn't be doing so in the first place. <laughs> Do you think this comes from the bread company? This, this test, like Wonder mm. Bread or Pepperidge Farm or Sunbeam? Or is it, think they're putting this I on? I bet you there might be something to that.